Hey guys, this is Nanda Bay, aka Goddess. Um, thank you for coming and listening to um, Candid Convos. Um, if you have not been listening, this is Candid Convos, real conversations, real people. For those who have been listening, who's been following my, my healing process, um, know that you guys have noticed that I've been missing week four. So we're going to combine week four and week five. Okay? So don't go anywhere. Hey, hey. Listen, first of all, I want to thank everyone who's been listening to um, my healing process or through my healing process. I know it's been kind of a <laughs> huge what can I say? It's it's been a range. It's been a different range of feelings, and um, a different range of emotions, and a different range of things that come up, things I had to let go, people I had to let go, certain people that has bothered me. <laughs> but um, today, as I bring you week four and week five, I would like to close this out. Because, guys, this chain has been broken. Um, week four was a really hard topic. And like week one or like um, letting it all go, it was full of venom and hate and disdain and disgust. Listen, healing is not a pretty thing. It's not roses and definitely, you know, takes a lot of shadow work and it takes a lot of uncovering things and not, and and seeing the things that you don't want to see or the things that you try not to see. So because of that, because of that filter that I've had over the years, the things that I refuse to see came up um during week four week four was about the woman who came into my life and played her part week five well week five was the question what happened after this? Okay, yes, the story has been told. It's been told plenty of times. It's not the first time, you know. And I kind of want it to be the last because I don't want to use this situation. I don't want to use him. I don't want to use her as a crutch as to why I can't find real love or why I won't be able to trust, you know, like, that's not on them, you know, they definitely played their part, but it's not on them, it's on me, and here's the hardest part of healing, is admitting when you yourself have hindered your healing, and guess what, I did, 
I hindered my own healing by holding on to the past. Um, yeah, like it's it's been hard. It's been hard to let it go. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's just been really, really hard to let it go. I guess because in my um in my opinion because I love someone holy and I gave my all and I probably shouldn't have and where I saw what I shouldn't when I saw the inconsistencies and the lies and everything else I continued to give myself despite what I knew and oh yeah questioning what I knew because I had no idea why I knew these things I just knew that I knew them and looking for concrete evidence concrete proof that what I knew was actually happening. And I did that. I did that. No one made me. She didn't make me. He didn't make me. No one made me. No one made me stick around when things were happening, when he was showing me who he could be and when, you know, she came into the picture. No one told me or made me stick around. That was my decision. It was my decision to stick around after all of the disrespect, during the disrespect, during the cheating, during the lies, during the mind games and emotional manipulation, during all of that. I stayed around because I loved them. You know, and the sad part is that I knew that she was going to go back to her husband. And I sat here and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to stay here and I'm going to pick up the pieces and he's going to see what type of woman I really am. He's going to see that he never should have doubted me. He never should have took me through all of this stuff. And well, let's just say he's seeing it now. He didn't see it then, though. He didn't see it when I wanted him to see it. And deep inside, I knew he wasn't going to. But I wasn't ready to let go. I mean, I just had this man's twin. I was in love with him. I wanted to be with him. I had done so much for him. And I saw the way he bonded with my kids, you know. And I was like, hey, this could actually be the family that I'm looking for. And I was so, I really believe I was so stuck on family and how I feel that I wasn't looking at what it was doing to me. And again, folks, accountability, that is on me. That was on me. That was all on me. 
she made it apparent who she was to him. And that she wasn't going anywhere. And he made it apparent that she would always be above me. And that I will always be his second choice. And I am the one who tried to fight against it, you know? Um... Yeah, a big part of my delayed in healing was me and not taking um, accountability for my part. My part was when things happened, when my relationship with him imploded, I was hurt. And I'm sure he knew that, and I'm sure he felt it, but I was still around. And I called myself trying to intimidate her, popping up at the spot, and um, just kind of acting like she wasn't there. <laughs> um, all the while seeing and serving the place, you know, it just, I'm watching him lie to me and basically feeling like a fool in front of her, him, and my best friend. So, um, yeah, a big part of that, I, I mean, listen, did I tell him to go cheat on me with his neighbor? No. Did I tell him to move her in? Absolutely not. But did I continue to deal with him afterwards? And during? I did. I mean, there were times where she'd call to me or she'd send me a message on kick asking me if he was around. And what I really should have did was tell her, yeah, he is, and he's telling me not to tell you. But feeling stupid, I covered for him and told her, and he wasn't there. I was basically <laughs> the other woman. Our dynamics changed. I was his woman. I was pregnant, very pregnant woman. Um, he cheated on me. And then when we were both about to catch him up in the cheats and the lies, he sat here and told me he didn't want to be with me. He wanted to be with her. So then she became his woman. And then he was still starting to see me and deal with me. And when we both got the feeling that he was still, you know, dipping on the side or whatever, we was about to catch him up again. And... Instead of me playing my part, I covered for him. I covered for him. When I should have told her right in there, yeah, he's here. Listen. 
I know I rag on her and I know I rag on him. I ragged on him a lot. I know I did, but I was hurt. And so I didn't care what my actions were. Because my thought was she didn't back off when it was me. So why should I back off? And it's the age-old question. Whenever you're dealing with someone who did you a certain way, it's the age-old question. Why should I do things any differently? Why should I respect the fact that she's with him now? Because she sure didn't respect the fact that I was with him. And I just want to tell you guys, if those are your thoughts, if that is your thought, I want to tell you it's wrong. As someone who thought the same and that thought served as a justification of the way that I acted, Uh, it's wrong it's wrong because it's not about them and what I mean when I say that it's not about them is It's not about what they did. Whatever they did and however they act and however they move should not um, make you be any different than who you are. So when my thought came up like, well, when it was me that was in your inbox and asking you, were you having relations with my boyfriend and the father of my child? And you sat here and told me no. You covered for him. My thought was, why should I tell you the truth when it's you that's asking me if he's here, if we've had sex? If we've done anything, when it's you that's asking me, now that the shoe's on the other foot, and now you're asking me, is he here? And I thought was, well, you weren't honest. Why should I be? And I let that that thought um, basically... I let that thought Create reaction, and the reaction was, "Nope, I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to cover for him. I'm not going to tell the truth. I'm laying up with him right now, and I'm going to tell you that he's not here. And we're both going to look at this message, and we're both going to laugh at it. Because in my head, 
That's what you guys were doing when I was sending you a message and asking you, are you having sex with my man? And at that point, y'all, accountability, right? I was wrong. I shouldn't have did that. Because the simple fact is, it doesn't even matter, you know, what her actions was when I asked her. If that is not in her character, to be honest, then it's not. I don't lie about the things that I do and who I'm with. But I lied. Because I felt justified in lying to her. And it was wrong. I should not have lied to her because at that point, she was rightfully his girlfriend. And he was cheating on her. (laughs) With me. He was right there with me. I compromised who I was, one, for him, two, because I feel like she didn't deserve the truth because she wasn't telling me the truth or whatever, and I compromised who I was, me, she didn't make me, he didn't make me, I did that, I compromised, I did that, and I lied to her. Do I feel good about it? Did I feel good about it? At the moment, I felt a little superior, but afterwards, no. Those those victories, they're like fleeting victories. They're never real, you know, because I may have felt good about it, but in an hour or two, he was going to leave me and go back to her. So my little lie, what did that really accomplish? Who really was looking stupid? You know? Something that y'all got to think about, man. Like, I understand that it takes a lot to turn your cheek. And it takes a lot to um, extend something that was never extended to you. But it isn't for them. It is for you. Because after after you do whatever it is that isn't in your character, it's about how you feel about yourself after the fact. I suppose, I don't think she knew, but I suppose she knows now. (laughs) You know, um, here's the thing. We can't continue to live in 2014. 2014 was one of the worst years of my life. To be honest, 
And no one's making me live there but me. Not her. Not him. Not what they did. It's me. It was me and me not being able to let go of the events and let go of him and let go of my honest hatred for her. Yeah. And that, honestly speaking, was the... (laughs) last chain the last chain that was holding me and him together or the last chain that was holding me and him at all you know sometimes these chains these binding chains can be really good things and really positive things and full of love And then the very thing that you hate about something could very well be the very thing that's holding you to it. And that was it for me. The reminders that I would often get while with him is a certain nuances in the way that he did things back then would show up. The way that he talked, the things that he did, the way he handled his money. Certain things reminded me of how things were in 2014. And I said, you know what, this is the reason why I can't be with you. But me holding on to those reasons, those feelings, those things, those reminders of uh consequently made me hold on to him. I knew there was nothing there. There could be no future. There could be no future with someone who was unable to see the damage he's done to you. Not unable, unwilling to see it. Having the same conversation every year about babies, about getting back together, about getting married, about all of that. Every year, knowing that it's not We are not going to the finish line. And the only reason why you are this close to me is because I still have not let things go. I have a bunch of negative stuff that's tying me to you. I used to think this was a soul tie. This isn't a soul tie. This is my tie. This is a tie of anger and resentment and abandonment and feeling lost. Discontentment. 
second place or not even second place placeholder all those feelings all of those things or tied to keep me bound to someone that I know I shouldn't even have been with so in retrospect my issue with him it wasn't Jeanette wasn't even him. It wasn't Alfred. It wasn't me. It wasn't even a countless women he'd been with. <laughs> it was it was me. I placed something there and I held on to it through all these years times where I walked away and said it was done and got back with him the very next day or times where I walked away and said I was done and got back with him eight months later you know it really doesn't matter the fact of the matter is that I put something there and I hold on to it and that my friends is the chain I put it there so all this time I've been saying that it's his chain, and he's refusing to break it, when really, it's my chain, I put it there, I pull a chain up, and I try to make him break it, and it's not his chain to break, it's mine, I realize I'm speaking in metaphors, guys, um, I hope you're getting this, I really do, because this, these last two weeks have been kind of a breakthrough for me. I can honestly say I forgive Jeanette. She's not even asking for forgiveness. (laughs) She hasn't asked me for forgiveness. She hasn't sincerely sent me an apology. And I forgive her. she wasn't the problem he was and I forgave him because he wasn't the actual problem it was me my refusal to let things go to let them in to see them for what it is see him for what he was and just walk away this whole time listen for was it 14 for six years I have blamed him and I blamed her for six years when the fact of the matter is I stayed and I allowed things to become that bad. I stayed and I allowed him to manipulate me. I stayed and I allowed her to disrespect me. I stayed, you guys, it was me. It was me. What's that? 
<laughs> I bet the chain is broken. Because I forgave them. And now I can forgive myself for getting in my own way and breaking my own heart. Wow. You know, I was going to write a book. Um, I was going to call it the Chronicle, the Boyfriend Chronicles, and everyone I dated was going to be in it. But, I mean, I'm still going to, but this chapter here, this particular chronicle, I think I've told this story enough. And I think it's time to let it die. A really good friend of mine. Well, friend slash mentor slash ex-lover. <laughs> told me. Really wanted to be over it. And I stopped breathing life into it. Breathing life into it. I thought he meant trying to get back with him and resuscitate the the relationship. But getting back with him is not it. Breathing life into it, what he meant was allowing it to still mean something in my life. Allowing it to still be a conversation piece. To allowing allowing him to be heard. Bringing up his name, even in this podcast, you know, like just and he's right. The more I talk about it, the more it's deeply rooted, and the more I'll never get over it. This is me. This is my doing. And I just realized that. And enough is enough, guys. Like, this is me. I was controlling it the entire time. So, I just want to let you guys know that the journey, the journey is not complete. I got all my feelings out, good, the bad, the ugly, and the unmentionable, because I know I have gone, (laughs) I've said a lot, I've said some things, but you know what? They needed to have come out. And my heart was so heavy. In these last two weeks, they've never felt so free. 
and it actually feels good to not have all of this stuff on my heart, to not have all of this stuff dragging me down. Feels great. So, yeah, that's all there is to say about that. Chain is broken. I hope everyone has a blessed Mother's Day. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your kids. Remember to be true to who you are. Um, so uh eat your fruits, eat your veggies, drink your water, and stay moisturized, people. Don't be ashy. <laughs> Till next time.